Well, Merry Christmas to all. Thank you for being here. If you're watching online, welcome and Merry Christmas to you as well. We saved a few seats for you. They're mostly in the front. <clears throat> but uh, as you can see, we have a good crowd that is gathered here in person. I know we have a lot of folks that are joining us and celebrating this wonderful, wonderful day uh, with us online as well. Uh, and it is perhaps the most celebrated event in human history. We know, just like we said with the kids, that we don't know exactly when Jesus was born. We don't know exactly the day. Um, it may have been December 25th. It may not have been. But one of the things we do know is that it was a great celebration. When Jesus was born, there was a wonderful celebration in heaven and on earth. And so it's a wonderful thing that around the world, really, not just even here in America, but around the world, people are celebrating Jesus Christ today. And that's a, that's a great and wonderful thing. It is perhaps the most celebrated event in human history. I think it's probably even more celebrated than Easter Sunday and the resurrection. Not sure I would agree that that's the way it should be, but I think that that's the way it is, simply because this story is so beautiful. It's so wonderful. In many ways, it's, it's so magical. There's just something special and joyful about a baby, about a birth. And we've experienced a lot of births over the last several months here and over the last several uh, years here as a church family. And it's a wonderful thing to get to celebrate. And I think that's part of what makes this such a wonderful, joyful story. But I think there's something more than that. Without the birth of Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection would not be possible. It would never have happened. It only happened because God loved us so much that He gave us this incredible, wonderful gift. The gift of His Son. And so it's no surprise that it is the most celebrated event in human history. And so today as we think about Jesus and we think about the great gift that He is and we think about the great blessing that we have in our lives and we recognize that what made all of that possible was that day over 2,000 years ago or about 2,000 years ago when He was born in the humblest of circumstances in spite of being the Son of God. And so this morning, as we think about that, I want us to reflect a little bit on that story. Tucker has shared some about that story. We've sung about that story. And I want us to remind ourselves today of that the greatest story ever told. The greatest story because it is the greatest gift. So let's think about the story. We'll talk about the purpose in a little bit, but let's think first about the story. We read about it in two of the four Gospels. John and Mark don't really include much uh, at all about the nativity scene, the story around Jesus' birth. But Matthew and Luke do, especially Luke. Luke 1 and 2, and then Matthew shares some things that Luke doesn't share in, Luke, in Matthew uh, 1 and 2. And so let's think about this story. And you know, it doesn't begin with Jesus. It doesn't even begin with Jesus' earthly parents, with Mary and with Joseph. But it begins with an older couple by the name of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah and Elizabeth were both descendants of Aaron, the brother of Moses. And that means that Zechariah was a priest. 
And so when his, his uh, uh, group came up for duty, he had to serve in the temple in Jerusalem as a priest. Well, one of the days that he was there, he had this incredible vision. And it was an angel visiting him. And the angel told him, Zechariah, your and Elizabeth's prayers have been heard. They've gone up before the Lord God and they've been heard. And Zechariah and Elizabeth had never had a child. They had been unable to conceive. And now they were elderly. And they thought that that ship has sailed. That will never happen. And they felt that great sense of loss. Well, Zechariah is in the, in the temple and he's performing his priestly duties. And all of a sudden, here's this angel. And the angel says, your prayers have been heard. You and your wife, Elizabeth, are going to have a son. And you need to name him John. And he is going to be a prophet of the Most High God. He's going to prepare the people to meet the Lord. Well, Zechariah was a little bit braver than Bill. Bill would have just fainted dead away. But Zechariah asks the angel, wait, how can this be? Elizabeth and I are elderly. We're well past the childbearing years. How, how is that possible? We've never had a child. And the angel says, I am Gabriel, one of two angels mentioned in Scripture. I am Gabriel, and I, I minister before the Lord, and I've come here to tell you this is going to happen. Now, because you doubted, because you questioned, you will not be able to speak until this baby is born. And so Zechariah went out, and of course he had been in there a little bit longer than normal, and so he goes about, and he's, everybody is asking him, what happened, what happened? And he can't tell them. <laughs> so he's making all kinds of hand motions, and he asks you know, for something to write on, and, and they finally realize that he's seen a vision. And then he and Elizabeth go back home, and in the natural way, they actually do conceive, and she becomes pregnant. Well, three months later... The angel Gabriel visits this young, as best we can tell, teenage girl by the name of Mary. And he goes to her and he says, Mary, you are, you're blessed before the Lord. And you've been chosen. You've been chosen to bear a child. And you're going to name him Jesus because he will save his people from his sin, from their sins. And Mary I mean, she's had biology. She says, uh, I don't think that's possible. I've never been with a man. Yes, I'm engaged, but I've never been with a man. I can't be pregnant. And again, the angel Gabriel says, well, what's conceived in you, Mary, is conceived in you from the Lord God himself. So that this child that you will bear will be called the Son of God. And Mary, in great faith, says, I'm the, I'm the Lord's servant. I'm at, I'll do whatever the will of the Lord is. Even this. So she leaves and she goes and she tells Joseph. As best we can tell, Joseph, an older man, an honorable man. And Joseph hears her story. And she tells him, I've, I've, I've had a vision from an angel. His name is Gabriel, and, and he's told me that, that I'm, I'm going to be pregnant, and it's going to be from the hand of God. Well, Joseph doesn't know what to believe. He wants to trust Mary. 
He loves her, obviously. He's a compassionate man. But he knows what the law says, and he knows the biology of it all himself. And so he can't believe her story. And according to the law, he could take Mary and have her uh, put to death because of immorality. But he doesn't want to do that because, again, he's a kind man. He's a compassionate man. He loves Mary. And so he decides he's just going to break off the engagement and do that more privately and not, not make a big public scene about this and not embarrass her any more than he has to and certainly not bring her any harm. But before he can do that, he's visited. He's visited by an angel of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord tells him, Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. What she's telling you is true. She's telling you the truth. She has a baby growing inside of her through the power of the Lord himself. And this is, Matthew tells us, this, is, this fulfills what Isaiah, had, the prophet, had talked about when he said, there will be a, a young woman who will bear a child. Matthew uses the term virgin. And she will bear a child, and he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. He will be the Son of God. He will be called Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. And so Joseph, in great faith, probably knowing what's ahead, knowing unless everybody else has an angelic vision, they're not going to buy this. (laughs) But he takes it on. Willingly, faithfully, obediently. And he goes ahead and marries uh, Mary. But they do not have any relations until after Jesus is born. And according to the Gospels, later they would have other sons and daughters the natural way. Well, the angel has also told Mary that your relative, Elizabeth, is pregnant. The one who everyone said could never have a child. She's, she's in her third month. Or she's in her sixth month. And so Mary decides she's going to go see Elizabeth, and so she does. And when she goes to see Elizabeth, when Mary's voice is heard, here Mary has this child inside of her, Jesus, and here Elizabeth has this child inside of her, John. And when John, in the womb, hears Mary's voice, he starts leaping for joy. (laughs) And Elizabeth tells Mary, why am I so worthy? That the mother of my Lord would come and see me and come into my house. Because when we heard your voice, the baby inside of me was leaping for joy. And it's at that moment that Elizabeth says, Blessed is she who has believed in the Lord and has decided to carry out his will for her. And Mary sings this wonderful, incredible, amazing song. We call it the Magnificat from the Latin of the very first words. As Mary shares about this magnificent blessing that she has been given. And how this child within her will will be the savior of the world and he will rescue his people. My soul magnifies the Lord, she says. And so she stays there about three months, perhaps until the time that John is born, and then she goes. But when it comes time for John to be born, the baby is born, he's a healthy boy, a strong boy from the womb, we read. And so they go to Zechariah, his father, and they say, what are you going to name him? 
Because they've asked his mother, and his mother has said his name is John. And they, nobody in their family is named John. They don't understand that. They think Mary's off. And so they, they go to Zechariah, the father, and they say, what, what are we supposed to name this child? And Zechariah says his name. He asks for something to write on, and he says his name is John. And as soon as he does, his mouth is open. He can talk again. And what he does is exactly what Mary had done. He sings this wonderful song of praise. Except he also not only shares about Jesus, but he shares about his son, John. And he says, you, my son, will be called a prophet of the Most High God. And you will prepare the people for the one who will come and bring forgiveness and be a light even for the Gentiles. And it's a wonderful, incredible, amazing moment. Well, we go a little bit further on and now it's time for Mary to give birth. But... Unfortunately, you know how things go. The emperor asks for a census. Everyone is supposed to go back and be counted in their hometown where they're from. And um, uh, Joseph is from Bethlehem of Judah. He's of the tribe of Judah, the royal tribe. He's a descendant of King David. And so he has to go to Bethlehem. And I'm sure there was some discussion. Well, we could probably get away with letting Mary stay here, but... The trip's going to be hard on her. It was about 80 miles or so for Mary and Joseph together. Probably took them about a week to travel. But they both go. And Mary is ready. Joseph's not going to miss this birth. Mary needs to go down there as well. And so they go. And sure enough, they finally get to Bethlehem when they've got all the other people that are there for the same reason. And so as the traditional translation says there's no room in the inn there's no place for them to stay they ask around and ask around and ask around and no one has room but finally someone says you know it ain't much (laughs) but you can stay where my animals stay that's the best I can do and so they gladly accept and they go there and sure enough the time is coming the contractions are there and Mary gives birth to her child, her son, her firstborn. And she wraps him up in swaddling clothes, strips of cloth. And she lays him in the only soft place in the room. A manger, a feeding trough on a bed of hay. And about that time, there's an angel that appears to these shepherds. They were close by, they were out in the country, but they were near the town. And this angel appears to them, and of course they're taken aback, and the angel says, don't be afraid. I I bring you good tidings of great joy for all people today in the city of David, Bethlehem, is born a Savior. He is Christ the Lord. He's the Messiah. He's the one our people have been looking for since the days of Abraham. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find him in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. (laughs) This great Savior in the humblest of circumstances. And then about that time, heaven cannot keep quiet. Heaven has to erupt. And so a host of angels, a company of angels, joins this one angel. And they're singing praises to God. Just the same song that we've sung today. Gloria in excelsis Deo. The Latin glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace to all on whom his favor can rest. 
And then the angels go away and the shepherds look at one another and they say, we've got to go. We've got to go see this. And they do and they go and it's exactly like the angels had said. And they go and they worship at the feet of this baby and this, this family and they leave there and they tell everybody about it. This amazing, incredible story that begins in the humblest of circumstances. Well, Joseph and Mary are there, and now on the eighth day, the law says the child is to be circumcised and named, and so they do that, and they name him Jesus. The Lord saves, that's what that means. Later, when it's appropriate for the time of purification, they go back to Jerusalem, and they have, uh, that, go through that ceremony. The law says that if you're poor and can't afford a lamb, then you bring a couple of birds, and that's what they do, because they're poor. And they offer up that sacrifice. And while they're there, there's an old man, a prophet, by the name of Simeon. And the Lord had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Lord's salvation. And the Spirit comes into Simeon and guides him to Mary and Joseph and Jesus. And he takes the baby in his arms. And he looks to heaven and he says, Lord, now I'm ready to go. Now I'm ready to depart in peace and joy because I have seen your salvation. Anna, an older woman, a widow, comes and she's also been told that this baby is something special. And she goes and she sees them and she tells everyone around her what's ahead for this baby. What's ahead for them all. And Mary and Joseph hear that and they hold on to all of those memories. Well, during that time, somewhere in there, perhaps a little bit later, when they are able to get away from that stable or uh, place where the animals are kept to a, a, still a, a very a humble place, but someplace, there are wise men, magi, that come from the east, and they've been following this star, and it's been revealed to them that this star will lead them to the king of the Jews. And so they follow that star and they go into Jerusalem and there's a big hubbub about it because this is not something that happens every day. And they ask around and the leaders of the Jews tell them, well, Micah, the prophet, says that the Savior is supposed to be born in Bethlehem. And so they say, okay. Well, King Herod, he gets a little bit insecure all the time anyway. And now there's talk about a new king of the Jews and he says... Look, I tell you what, you go and find the child, and when you find him, let me know where he is so that I can come and worship him too. Of course, not what he wants to do. And so the, the wise men, they go towards Bethlehem, they see the star again, they, they go to the place, and they see Joseph and Mary and Jesus. And they worship him. And they give him gifts, gold, frankincense, and this very expensive ointment called myrrh. And then they leave, but God tells them, don't go back to Herod. And so they don't. And now King Herod realizes he's been betrayed. And, and the Lord sends an angel again to Joseph and says, take the baby away, take Mary away, go to Egypt, because King Herod is going to try to kill him, kill your son. And so they do. And when King Herod realizes that now he's been outfoxed again, he has all the baby boys two years and under in Bethlehem killed. 
hoping that he gets the right one. Joseph and Mary and Jesus stay in Egypt for a while, and ultimately King Herod dies. And Archelaus becomes king of Judea, and God comes back to Joseph again in a dream and says, okay, it's safe to go back now, but don't go back to Bethlehem. Don't go back to Jerusalem. Go back to Nazareth, where you're from, where you came from, when you came to Bethlehem in the first place, because it's still too dangerous there. And so they do. And Joseph and Mary take baby Jesus and they make that long trip back to Nazareth in the northern province of Galilee. And they raise Jesus there. And scripture says he was full of grace and full of the power of God. And that he grew in wisdom and in stature physically. In favor with God and in favor with man. And it's the greatest story that you could ever hear. And it's no wonder that it has captured our imagination for now 2,000 years. Well, let's ask about the purpose. That's the story. What's the purpose? Well, the purpose is found in that great verse, John 3, 16. For God so, what? Loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That whoever would believe in him would not die. Even though our sins tell us that's what we deserve. But those who would turn to him in faith would not die, but would receive eternal life. That is the purpose. John says in his one verse about the birth of Jesus, what we call the incarnation, God becoming flesh, the word became flesh and lived for a while among us. And we saw his glory full of grace and truth. It's an incredible, incredible story. The writer of Hebrews tells us that uh, he had to be made like us in every way. And that started at his birth. And continued on throughout his life. And it had to be that way so that he could be the one who could save us. So a few things before we close. Jesus went from heaven to earth. That's what we're celebrating, right? The Son of God Himself leaving the throne room of the Father to take on human form, and not just any human, but a servant of humans. To live a life of humility and service and love, and then to be killed in an unjust, cruel way. Not just any death, but death on a cross. And yet that tomb is empty that He was laid in today. Jesus went from heaven to earth, but why? Well, he went from heaven to earth, first of all, so that we could go from sin to salvation. He came from heaven to earth so that we could go from sin to salvation, so that we could be saved. So that we could do what Kalen has done and what so many others have done and accept that call of faith, confess faith in Jesus Christ, that this story is true. And submit to being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins and being raised to live a new life. That's only possible because he went from heaven to earth. Jesus went from heaven to earth for more than just our salvation. He went so that we could go from sorrow to joy. 
And what an important message that is. We don't have to live our lives in sorrow anymore. Oh, He didn't come to change all of our circumstances. There's still sorrow in the world. There's still trouble in the world. And our shepherd Jay, during the shepherd's prayer, prayed over some of those. Tucker shared some of those that are in in deep distress. They've lost loved ones. They're facing surgeries. They're recovering from surgeries. Their loved ones they're concerned about. And Satan does everything he can to try to steal our joy, but Jesus went from heaven to earth so that we could go from sorrow to joy now in this life. And then finally, Jesus went from heaven to earth so that we could go from earth to heaven forever. He came from heaven to earth so that we could go from earth to heaven. Isn't that amazing? So that we could join Him in the presence of of the Father for eternity. All of this is possible only because Jesus went from heaven to earth. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. Let's stand as we sing this great song together.